This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Program. Wherever you're watching or listening, welcome. This is our college chapel here on the campus of World Ministries International. It's our staff service. It's a live audience, including children. And uh, we have a speaker, missionary from Kenya, East Africa, John Bulinda. So he'll be sharing with you right now. Welcome. Thank you so much. God bless Dr. you. Hansen, thank you so much. Good morning, church. Good morning again. Good morning. It's nice to be with you again in the presence of the mighty King Jesus. Amen. We love God for who he is, for where he is, and for what he did for us. Amen. Amen. And every single day, we are so blessed to have his presence in our midst, and we cannot thank God enough for what he has always done for us. Today I'm truly humbled because of the state of what's going on across the nations of the world. Everywhere you look, everything seems to go wrong. I was watching as we were having breakfast at EJ's house this morning, and it was so shocking to see that in UK, people were having strange walks on the streets, stuck naked on bicycles. That was, I mean, alarming. Adam and Eve ran away from God because they were in their state, they were actually naked. But now nakedness is being exposed on the streets without any fear of God anymore. And it's really a dismal kind of a situation. So this morning, as we come together in the presence of God, I just want to bless his name for who he is, and he remains God whether the enemy tries to do his havoc or not. I'm going to make a short prayer before I go ahead with the word the Lord gave me this morning. Father, in the name above every name, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Yeshua HaMashiach. I just want to thank you that, Lord, you've gathered us yet again on this day that we can be able to hear from you and to hear what you have for us. So right now my prayer is that, Lord, you'll have your way. Even as we seek your face, may we find you and we ask you to move in us, through us, and for the nations that you have established for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I would like us to look at the book of Ephesians chapter 3 from verse number 14 through 21. Now, the, for me, this scripture resonates with the prophecy that Isaiah made as a prophet of God in the book of Isaiah 45 and verse number 23. That's a very key uh, scripture at this particular moment and in this season that we are living in because when God is ministering to our hearts and our spirit, we need to go back to every prophetic word that God ever spoke to us. So let me begin with Isaiah 45 and verse number 23. This is what the Bible says. It says, I have sworn by myself, this is God speaking, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return and that to me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall take an oath. In other words, shall swear. So the Apostle Paul was in a way aligning himself with this word that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. We realize that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. In the book that I am going to read right now, the, the Apostle Paul says from verse 14, For this reason... I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord, the Yeshua, the Messiah, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So the entire family in heaven and on earth 
is named after the name of Yeshua, who is our Lord and our Savior, that he would give you, according to the riches of his glory, power to be strengthened by his spirit in the inner man. We need power to be strengthened in the spirit in the inner man. And that Messiah, that is Christ, may dwell in your hearts through faith. So make your heart to be a dwelling place for your master Messiah, and that he shall dwell there by faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, the key word here is love, you're not only rooted, in other words, you're not only having your roots in him, but you have even grounded, and you're being grounded in the love of Jesus Christ. You may be able to comprehend all the holy ones who is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Messiah which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, here clearly, he says here in that last verse of 19, and to know the love of the Messiah which surpasses knowledge. Okay? The love of the Messiah surpasses every knowledge you can think about. And he says, and when you have been able to have that knowledge, you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Oh, Hallelujah. When God created Adam and Eve, his purpose and intention was for us to advocate his presence in our lives for each other. He created us to be the true example created in his image and in his own likeness. That Jesus, whom we say is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, can dwell in us richly, according to his word. Amen? Amen? And one of the best last verses of this scripture in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 is 20 and 21. Now, to him, that is Christ, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all that we ask or imagine, According to the power that works in us. Hallelujah. There is power that works in us. According to that power, to him be the glory in the assembly in Messiah Yeshua throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. When the world has gone to a point where it goes to the time of the creation, whereby people or men sinned against God by disobeying his law. Adam was told there is a tree you should not eat of. And when he and his wife ended up eating from that tree, something happened. And whatever happened is caused the problem we are in today. There is no fear of God anymore. There is no honor of Jesus anymore. People are walking on the streets stuck naked. What do you tell your children? You are a mother and a father of children that you have raised. And you are walking as you are born, stuck naked, riding bicycles on the streets. Hello? Where is the world going? And God has called us in these end times to raise up a warning. Because God is not amused at what is taking place at this particular moment. That is why he gave me the message for the word that he said today. Go and remind my people. It is time for the eagles to arise. Amen. That is the title of my message today. Eagles arise. Somebody has to wake up from somewhere to bring the change 
in the nations of the world because everything has gone awry. Wrong. Anything that can go wrong has gone wrong. But God in his end times is still calling and telling us and beckoning us and reminding us that even though things have gone wrong, I am still Lord of all creation. As a matter of fact, God has called us in his word and is telling us as we bow down our knees, in other words, as we come to him in repentance, to go on our knees means we are repenting of everything and anything we have done that has gone against the will of God. And we are sons and daughters of God. Here in this situation that we are living in, the Father has called us to turn back to him. As a matter of fact, in the book of Jeremiah chapter 4 and verse number 1, the Bible says, if you will return, because it's not a question of you being forced to do it, but if you decide to return, it is to me that you must return, says the Lord. Amen. We have to return back to God. We are seeking God to restitute us, to bring us back so that we can be able to hear from him and to move according to his direction and his guidance. Look at every government that is going on and what's going on in the nations of Africa and the nations of the world. Right now, on Monday, which is the 20th of March, four major nations in Africa are going on the streets. They are all going on the streets because they are some are complaining about bad governance. Some are complaining because the government doesn't seem to care about their own citizen. They're not feeding them, giving them food. It is so critical at this moment. I think South Africa is one of them in the south. Tunisia is the second one in the north. Nigeria is the third one in the south. And my own country, Kenya, is on in the east. It's like northeast, west, and south everywhere. There's chaos. And then in UK, in France, everything is seeming to go wrong. That is why the Lord is calling us right now to arise so that we can stop this malice and this problem that is existing. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in the Bible, in the scripture, in the book of Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 18, make plans by seeking advice. If you wage war, obtain guidance. And we are talking of war, not which type of war? Spiritual warfare. We have entered a time where we have entered into a moment where we are fighting spiritual powers, principalities and powers in the heavenly places. This is a moment and a time where God is calling us in these end times to take over our villages, to take over our cities, to take over our towns, to take over our states, to take over our nations back to him. Because he's giving us the strategies to apply, which he gave to this man Joshua in the Bible. Those of you who remember Joshua, when, the, when in Jericho, Joshua chapter 6 and verse 1, the Bible says the sons of Israel had been blocked in their city. They could neither go in nor come out. That is where we are at this particular moment. Even the church of Jesus Christ cannot move as it's supposed to move. But God is reminding us in these end times that we need to remember that in the days he was and in the days he raised Joshua, he has risen to raise us as the Joshua's of the day. We are the eagles that God has raised so that we can be able to stand out as intercessors, as prayer warriors, as spiritual leaders that he has called in these end times because God has the power through us to bring to an end the forces of darkness. If we seek his face, we shall find him. He says in his word, Seek me while I may be found. Let the wicked turn from his wicked ways. We are turning from the wicked ways that we have been moving in. 
and seeking the face of God in these end times. The first thing that we need to do as we turn to God, as we turn to him, is to humble ourselves by dedicating ourselves before the King Jesus. That's what Paul said. I said, I go on my knees before my Lord and my Savior Jesus Christ. That's the first thing that we need to do. Fulfilling Isaiah 45 and verse number 20. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. And when we have done that, we must then secondly give the territory that we are living in a geographical control of God. In other words, it doesn't matter where you are. Whether you're in Washington State, like where I am, or whether you are in Virginia, or whether in, you are in Australia, whether you are in Kenya, in Africa, wherever you are, that geographical area that you are in, the Lord is calling us that territory, you must give it to God under his control. We must yield and say, God, we dedicate and rededicate the state of Washington, the state of Virginia, the country of Australia, Kenya as a continent of Africa. We are calling that all these nations and cities shall be yielding to you, God, because you are the Lord and there is none like you. Amen. And then as we do that, we pray for the leaders, those that God has set apart to stand in the gap for those cities. Okay, And we call upon the Lord to give them the strategy to bring the leaders together. In other words, even in a single church, we need to make sure that the leaders in that specific church have been brought together so that those leaders are on one accord. And after you have brought those leaders in one, that one church in one accord, then we go to the next church and do the same. Make sure that the leader and their leadership are in one accord. Not with each other, but with God and with what God intends them to do. And then when we have done that to these specific churches, now we go to the next phase of bringing these different churches to come together. Whether you are a Lutheran, whether you are a Methodist, whether you are Catholic, you need to understand that all of you are worshipping and respecting, obeying Jesus. As Paul said, I go to my knees for Jesus. When we do that, then we are saying, let these churches also come together as one. So it is one thing for one single church to have its leadership coming together as one man. But then it is another thing for these different churches coming together as one corporate body of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. And that is the major prayer that Jesus said in John 17, 21. That Lord, I pray that they may be one, even as you and I are one, so that the world can learn and know that you sent me. So the oneness is following the unity. It's one thing to have unity in the body, but this is another thing to have oneness in that unity of the body of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's what he's calling us to be and to do. And that's why God in these end times is raising ego-saving nations so that they can bring 2,000 intercessors for every nation to speak one voice. The voice of calling the nations back to God from sin, ungodliness, and less lack of fear of God. Then God is teaching us in this moment that the elders of the city, especially those who have been given responsibility in their church bodies, to start with the family. My brother, Dr. Hansen, just shared a very, very true joke, and it's, it's not a joke, it's a reality. He said, you know, when, <laughs> when Grandpa is called... CJ, they call him CJ, when he has prayed for the meal, before you go to the table, they kiss one, husband and wife. What an amazing love 
of the church of Jesus Christ being demonstrated by that simple act. Yes. Amen? Amen? That is family. Yes. You all know that family has been redefined. They are saying it's okay for two men to marry or two women to marry. It was brought to Kenya and Kenya said no. Amen. We are not for that. We are not accepting it. It will not work. I think that is one of the reasons why even people want to go on the streets and say we shall not allow LBGTQ, whatever it is, in Kenya. Yes. Because when God created the heavens and the earth, he created man and woman. And he gave Adam his wife Eve. And through them, there was the element of procreation. Yes. You cannot be able to bring family without man and woman coming together. And that's why we are continuing to stand and say that it has to begin with the family. Why? Because so goes the family, so goes the church. Yes. And so goes the church, so goes the nation. This is the humble cry. As ego-saving nations come, we are promoting the importance and the value of the family as the unit of society. As we call upon the nations to go back to the original blueprint of the word of God. Where when he created Adam and Eve, he told them, you have to abide by the rules of being man and woman so that you too can be able to procreate and multiply on the earth. And then as we do that, we need to pray for the unity of the leaders in the cities that we have been sent into. Okay? We have to pray for the unity. It's just not coming. We have to sustain it through prayer. The apostle, I call him Apostle Moses in the Old Testament, in the book of Leviticus 6 and 12, he said, this fire must continue burning. That is the fire of prayer and intercession. We have to continue praying and asking God to continue ministering to his body, to his church. And as Moses did in those days, and as God reminded Moses to make sure that the fire is lit, even Jesus spoke and he said, there were five wise brides maids who had oil in their lamps and there were five who were foolish amen so the five who had oil in their lamps when the bridegroom came when the wedding bells were sounding that the bridegroom is here they woke up and they put some oil in their lamps and they were able to go and receive him the one who did not have oil in their lamps they had a problem because they had no oil so they went out to look for oil and by the time they had gone the master came in and they were locked out what do you understand by this five and this five? I'll tell you what it means. These are two churches. The church that prays always and intercedes and the one that does not pray and does not intercede. Why do I say that? The church of Jesus Christ is formed on five pillars. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. The fivefold ministry paradigm. That is the church of Jesus Christ. So the church that prays has oil in its lamp. It should not go out. But the church that doesn't pray have gone to their own agendas. By the time they leave and they go, then there is nothing they can be able to do. So God is calling us to make sure that our lamps are not only lit, but they have oil. We have carried extra oil for that, the oil of prayer. And then the Lord is reminding us to harmonize the body of Jesus Christ. It's one thing to pray for the leaders. But through eagle-saving nations, we are harmonizing the body of Jesus Christ. How? Through the following ways. Number one, through repentance. Number two, through reconciliation. Number three, 
through restitution and number four through holiness those are the three the four things god is calling us that we need to bring back the body through repentance we have sinned against god we need to repent we have gone against his wills and purposes we need to seek reconciliation one with another we need to be restituted so that we restore whatever we stole and this message goes even to government leaders wherever they are those who elected you in office are expecting a lot from you they didn't elect to you to go and enrich yourselves they want you to restitute don't enrich yourselves because of what you are doing in their offices those offices were for you to supply and to make sure you are taking care of the needs of the citizens who put you in office in the first place even when jesus came he showed the same example he said i did not come to be served but i came as a servant among you we need servant leaders among our global leaders so that they can be able to fulfill the purposes that god has placed upon them the man david said in psalms 24 3 and 4 who may ascend the hill of the lord who may stand in his holy place he who has clean hands a pure heart who does not lift up his soul to an idol or spring idolatry and who does not swear to what is false god is calling us if we are in any of those categories we need to repent and to be restored back to god yes. and then number seven, key to stand in the gap gap when praying for nations and the states in a harmonized sitting it is important to call upon the person who is in that kind of leadership position to do that to make the person or the persons in that place to stand in the gap gap i'll tell you what gap means in a short while the holy spirit then convicts the people who are in that place to repent and makes those who are in their villages to turn from their wickedness and then turn that place into holiness and godliness For example the spirit of bitterness is experienced in almost every nation. Some people and some persons somewhere everywhere anywhere are bitter. Even those in families they were abused when they were young. So there is a bitterness element in them. We need to break it and ask God to have forgiveness for that. And then at the same time we need to ask God to help us to carry ourselves and repent for the sake of those who have sought their own ways and not the ways of God. As I come to conclusion I would like I would like to remind you about why the Lord has sent the eagles to arise right now. You he says in the book of Ezekiel 22 verse 23 through 31 you are the land that is not cleansed nor rained upon the day of indignation. In other words you are de- a defiled land. And two there is a conspiracy of the prophets in that land who are roaring like lions and they are tearing their prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have taken many widows in their midst. They have even their priests who have violated my law and they have profaned my holy things. They have no distinction between what is holy and what is profane, nor have they shown the difference between the unclean and the clean. They have even hidden their eyes from my sabbaths, my days of worship, and I'm being profaned among them. How fishes in her in our midst are like wolves who are tearing prey by shedding blood and destroying lives in order to obtain dishonest gain her prophets have been dubbed with whitewash 
seeing vanity and divining lies, making them to be God's messages, saying, Thus says the Lord God, when God has not even spoken. That is why we need a team of people to stand in the gap to repent, even for those prophets who have gone out of the way. Amen. These are the eagles saving nations. So I want to say, Lord, as I pray for the eagles saving nations, I want to pray the following prayer, that God in his goodness shall remember to hear our prayer and to restore our nations. Dear Father God, thank you for the eagles saving nations which I lift up before you, Lord, because we know you come to judge the earth with righteousness. You shall judge the world and your people with equity. Lord, as people in every nation are joining eagle-saving nations to form a coalition and an army of believers in these end times, I pray against the new world order whose goal is to create a one new governmental control over people in every nation. Eternal Father God, we pull down every demonic plan hell-bent on destroying individual freedoms and liberties, including the plan for microchipping and vaccine control of your people all over the world. We cover the vision and the mission of eagle-saving nations to wake up Christians of seriousness of the hour we are in to engage in revival meetings across the world in stadiums and such places that the glory of God may be manifest through baptism by the Holy Spirit. God, we pray that you'll give eagle-saving nations the strategy to pray for unity in your body so that when we are united, you will be able to, according to your word in Psalms 107 and verse 102, verse 17 and 18, you will regard the prayer of the destitute and you will not despise their prayer. This shall be written for the generations to come and the people which you shall be created shall praise your name. I pray this prayer in the name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach. My dear brothers and sisters, and my dear intercessors across the globe, I call upon you right now that you remember to arise as the eagles and to bring to fruition the purposes for which God prepared you and called you so that you can be able to minister his word and to cause what he has called you to be to stand out for his glory and honor. To God alone belongs glory honor, and adoration. As I conclude, may the love of God, the peace of Jesus Christ, and the fellowship by his Holy Spirit be with you all, and in all things that you do, in whatever you think, in whatever you prepare and plan to do, may you do all these things for the glory and honor of God. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to call Jesus as Lord, to glorify him, to magnify him, and to praise him. God bless you, and may his grace abide in you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to join Eagle Saving Nations, go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagle Saving Nations, subscribe today. We want to get into the NFL stadiums, NB stadiums, we need to have the power of God come down once again like at the day of Pentecost so the church arises and go forth with power and authority to speak the truth and take away deception without fear or intimidation. May God richly bless you. Amen.